1: Partner with Navy Federal Credit Union to pay down credit card debt. Learn more at NavyFederal.org.
2: You should serve something larger than yourself if you have the ability to do it.
3: All
4: right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Team Never Quit Podcast. Before we get started today, I'm going to start us off with the Patreon question of the day, which is, if you were going to time travel, which time period would you like to go to?
0: Oof. That's hard for me. I, I feel like I should have been born in like the late 1800s. Or maybe I'm still just very connected to an ancestor that was from that time period. Because my interests are all very old school. I like to garden. I like to grow my own food. I like to do the canning and all that kind of stuff. So I'm very pioneer-like. I I feel like I need to... If I was going to time travel, I would go back and live a few days in that time period.
2: It depends. Am I single or married? Uh, oh here comes that rational brain, the whole bunch right? of questions
4: like, are we allowed to do that? Because I mean that's uh... If I'm
2: single, if I'm single, I want to go back to the Roman era. I want to go start conquering on one and side of the world exactly the job I want and finish on the other. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. If I'm married, eighteen forties, eighteen fifties, load up on a you know, prairie schooner and take my family across and make my way.
0: Yeah. Head west.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's
0: it. What about
4: you, babe? That 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 he I had an answer, he messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> all all right, rednecks have the same answer. the Same answer. There's something unique like about in the movies be... that we watched with 1955. Remember Back to the Future, everyone always goes back to 1955 America. Right. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know like if you could live in that time frame in America with our tech. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, neighbors was, were still neighbors. that was the
2: coolest time period. It in was, America. right? Absolute coolest. The James cars Dean. The back, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Like, yeah,
4: yeah. The, the way they dressed, everyone everyone even was in a suit, a hat kind of deal, man. Mm-hmm. It. it was everything, was everything.
0: So I feel like you would have been in like Alexander the Great's army. Okay, or...
4: I said if we were married, I'd frontline. Be, if we're not, then I'd have to go <laughs> <way> <laughs> that's why I started off single and man. Yeah, yeah. Singular, yeah. like There would definitely be a time frame where the fighting thing was going, the fight, feed, and breed thing. Yeah. yeah, Alexander would have been a good one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like one you, you're a real good one. One yeah. of his big warriors that travels on horseback with right. him, yeah. just slaying,
4: uh, slaying it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> wouldn't go as far as being a Hun, but I want to <laughs> go be some for <laughs> <Python. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> that's,
4: that's real mean dude. Yeah, yeah.
2: Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> I mean they're real mean yeah they weren't allowed to kill to let an animal go through their yeah, lives. yeah I, they, they, yeah, 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 was, yeah they like killed gophers God and stuff
1: mm-hmm. no. yeah that's what they are sort of good it's like killing for the sake you. of killing <laughs> <laughs> i uh I kind of agree I would really like to be around that Roman era because of all the times that we've been over there I mean it's so easy to fall in love with just the history, how rich it is, and the culture over there is breathtaking
0: yeah Hunter has traveled a lot in his life ever since he was, I think I took him to Rome for the first time when he was nine. Very
1: nice.
0: Um, and we went back as recent as this past June and many times in between. So he's gotten to see a lot of, uh, that part of the world. And it really is neat being able to actually like see mm-hmm. the history. Um, so that is cool. I love the Rome stuff is really neat. Mm. What about you, John?
4: I would like to see, I think, ancient Egypt and its glory day. Oh, like who yeah. who put the big one there? Like who put the big one there? I'd like to go back <laughs> and see. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, just to see that. Just to see that take place. But you and
0: wouldn't want to be one of them that's yeah, actually that's building it. Yeah,
4: not the one <laughs> putting it there. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that that would be the best experience. I like, to check in the world. by and go, what
2: are y'all doing with them big rocks? Yeah. yeah. Come back real no,
4: hard, not though. I could <laughs> be a rock mover. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, either that or nineteen fifty five, I think, as well. Because that there's this futuristic thing about that era that you know have movies so cool. talk about
4: that that particular
1: I know.
0: Era. My grandparents were in their prime at that time. Yeah. Um so like my grandparents both my sets of grandparents got married in nineteen fifty five. So that's like when they started their adult mm-hmm. lives. Um, so anytime I hear that ear, I always think of them. Yeah. And actually, uh, my grandpa died yesterday, but uh, he, there's this picture, his high school, his senior year high school picture, and he legit looks like Fonz. Like, or <laughs> hey, what's his name? Fonzie yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He has the leather jacket with a white, um, t-shirt. just t- plain old T-shirt. White T-shirt. Everybody yeah. did. And, he just looks so cool in my
2: hair slicked back.
0: Yes, in um
4: blue jeans and chucks, man. Yeah, both of my
0: grand my mom's parents and my dad's parents actually grew up in the same area, and my mom's mom and my dad's mom competed against each other in beauty pageants. In high school,
4: Louisiana, like the towns are named after people. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so it's it's really you you
4: can marry because you just go to the town. Yeah, (laughs) I actually have a
0: picture of both my grandmas in a um, beauty pageant. And one of them won first place, and the other one second. In that's this fantastic. And the project. town has
4: been divided every since. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that? that been but
0: isn't that cool? But it's that from that time period. Like the, yeah. those pictures were probably from 53, 54. Wow. And it's just those really pretty dresses that are like yep. tied around the corset and then Can flow out. Hey, I that, just the think the that's town so is cool. Great
4: still, Christmas time, it's all mm-hmm. lit up. And they had a oh, freaking yeah. tank at the. The yeah, the
0: military uh, memorial has an actual army tank. Um, awesome. But yeah, it's just a what great town are we talking about? Cottonport, Port, Louisiana. Louisiana. Okay, uh, it's a tiny, anybody. No, nobody no, knows you, about no, you it.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a there's if you don't have family there, there's no reason to go. But. Um, I love it. It's to me, it's a magical town. And I, it's a town.
4: And I think that's the cool part about 1955 is you still lived in your town. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The grocery Not store a city. Was it? Right. It was a town. Yeah. Town. yeah. And, and they
0: actually call, call it a village. It's, it says the village of Cottonport on the, when you oh, it's, pull it's in.
4: Cool. The movie theater was in town. It's kind of like, you mm-hmm. live in...
0: yeah. The was... library. Actually, the library is named after my great grandma. Uh, she the was the librarian for 50 years. So, awesome. yeah. Anyway. So when I hear 1955, that's immediately where my brain goes. Yeah. If I'm time traveling, I want to go back further than that.
4: <laughs> I see that. So. I think if I really had the ability to time travel, I'm going to have to answer that question about the pyramids and Egypt and the How's whole going? thing. I you, want to go back and see it. Dang. So you were watching Lonesome Dell the other day, the boys and the Texas Rangers back when that was, oh, how much fun would that have been? Man. For, uh, I mean,
2: Can you imagine, though, how r- the one single thing that nobody, nobody gives credit to back then? Is the weather?
4: Oh, bro, could you imagine Shit. Oh, yeah. did, yeah. the norther
2: that came in here a few months ago, a couple of months ago, yeah. when he just went like from you know 60 to five? Mm-hmm. You're out there riding your horse, this, that, and the other. Oh, wind blowing. <laughs> I had that, it's thought five that degrees. degrees. It's that chill out there when
4: you walk outside and it's punches yeah. you in the chest, like mm-hmm. you can feel that sucker, right? Mm-hmm. That what kind about of stuff. When you
0: had to go number two. I feel like back then that would have been the worst thing. Getting on a horse like that's where the term steamer go. comes
3: from. <laughs> man, you you don't get exactly. that right out of
2: there, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? But you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. That young man, both you can't imagine not having a telephone. Yeah. No. Nobody. I mean, I'm ten years older than you. Nobody, when I was growing up, could have dreamed. If you weren't Captain Kirk on Star Trek, that you would have something in your pocket to talk to somebody else. Oh with. yeah, communicators. I remember yeah. when cordless phones came out.
0: Mm hmm. I do too.
2: Cordless, just a cordless phone. It was like sliced bread. It changed the world.
0: Yeah. But look, I mean, really, if you're lonesomed up, if you're mm-hmm. in that time period and you've got to go number two. Okay,
4: so that's still that happens just this go, time frame too. It, it, when it we're does. Out the field. If you're on a mission, you'd be surprised. You can go along. It you just, just shut down. Around. Yeah, just, and if you got to go, you take
2: care of your business.
0: Oh, I've been to Uganda. I know what it's okay, like right. to be you, a little yeah, primitive. Have so you
2: returned after a run with half a shirt? <laughs>
0: there you go. It's <laughs> awful. I've done that. I'm just saying, like.
2: Half shirt.
3: <laughs> That's it.
0: But living that assessment. every day a man would be card be so ball. hard. I mean,
4: we need to put that down, too. Like, write that on the board. For yep. board Wednesday, it's like, here's how you get a couple things to get yep. going right. return from running. Oh, dude, that's sure. hilarious, man. I forgot the Our sock only, or
2: the demo. Or only one sock. So- yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They always joke that the dryer eats the sock. It's really yeah, <laughs> the hell sock yes,
2: the,
4: dryer. Gets <laughs> yep. the Wait a minute. Hold on. That's that's top secret, man. We don't even know that. Oh, that my
0: gosh. Right. Okay, never mind. If you find an old sock in the woods, do not pick it up.
4: Do not. Yeah. Why do you think there's always the chip clips go missing and there's always oh always...
1: Socks? Right. Gross. Awesome. And let me introduce our guest over here. Today, we have one of our very good friends that we want to introduce, Sydney Blair. Sydney bleeds blue, starting his career in law enforcement, doing everything from SWAT, gang unit, detective work, switching over to Homeland Security as an air marshal, then retired, and now is back to being a cop. Sydney has lived a life of service, and we're very grateful to have him on. Welcome to the show, Sydney. Thank you.
2: Thanks for doing this, man. Glad
1: to be here.
0: (laughs) So, you know, we have this mix of guests on our show. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's people that are very public and everybody knows, and then sometimes nobody knows who this is. We wanted you to come on because you do have an incredible story of just service. Um, I mean, it really is awesome. And you just retired. Everybody had a big retirement party for you. And then... What, how long did that last? A couple of weeks, and you're back at work.
2: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe so a couple weeks.
0: So, if you can just start off your story of why you chose law enforcement, maybe start off with, like, where you came from, uh, where you grew up. Because
4: people always ask, too, when we're, always, when we're in the public eye and the high-vis thing. Yeah. yeah. Who,
2: who, who is that?
0: Yeah, who is yeah. that?
3: Who's that?
2: <laughs> where are you from? All the time. Yeah. I'm from a small town. I was born in Navasota. Yeah. Navasota. So... Born in Navasota, and you know, was as a little boy, we lived in Huntsville, which was a big, big town to me when I was growing up because my father was in the grocery business. Uh, my dad had Piggly Wiggly, Minimax, me? grocery store. No, you didn't know that?
0: <laughs> no, yeah, all you the- left.
2: A-
4: You left that part out. (laughs) I did not know that. The Piggly Wiggly (laughs) thing is funny as hell, man. There's
2: only one of those that I know of left in Louisiana. It's in
0: Cottonport. Cottonport. We have a Piggly Wiggly in Cottonport. Okay, true story.
2: (laughs) My first paying job that I ever had, I was the pig in the 4th of July (laughs) parade
3: down Sam Houston Avenue
2: in Huntsville, Texas, walking along with a big plastic deal on my head. Yeah. True oh, store. my yeah. God. My we have of that? going to my pay pay me pay me with me my grandma. That. I was like, let's if go. You, if you go to Mr. <laughs> hamburger, if you go to Mr. Hamburger in Huntsville, there are still ads that my dad wrote on the wall in Mr. Hamburger from my dad's Piggly Wiggle Grocery Stores in Huntsville, Texas.
0: Oh, my gosh. True I story. did not know that. I didn't know y'all didn't know that. There's no.
2: also the fact that the gentleman that's
4: in here now, we, we've, we grew up together years apart.
3: Years apart. S- same years, same years location, same,
4: yeah, same path,
2: years yeah. apart. A couple of young mans were the, were the bane of my existence as that's a young right. patrol officer in yeah. Willis, Texas. But
4: you, <laughs> you need to look at it from a younger, older brother perspective, right. but yeah. right. it made it a lot easier for us. All right, that's uh, Navasota than Huntsville. I
3: okay.
2: Naviso- born in Navasota, you know, just because that was the nearest doctor to where my parents were. But I actually, where I grew up was the little town of Lovelady, Texas. I graduated from Lovelady High School. Graduated a graduating class of 30 people. Yeah. You know, little bitty graduating class, small town boy, rambunctious kid, basically the same way you grew up, you know, going out, pasture parties, doing all that stuff, working hard, playing hard. That's what I did. And probably my first, don't come from a family of law enforcement or anything like that. A lot of my family, of course, we lived around the Huntsville area, worked at TDC and things like that. Had a really good friend of mine who uh, passed away a few years ago. Uh, his name was Eddie B. Hutchison. His dad, Eddie B., had been a DPS trooper way back in the day. I remember seeing pictures of him and stuff. And I thought, man, that's cool. I, I just like uniforms. The troopers are great at that. Mm-hmm. Troopers are great at uniforms. They man, look great I, so uniforms. I, yeah, I They look like a recruiting post.
4: They're Marine Corps. Yeah, yeah. More, absolutely. Th- without question. Them, I was always we're taught to be scared of them. Them and the Rangers. When yep. they, when you see them suckers walk up, you're like, oh, shit.
2: That's it. Like to, when they, when they pull To you this always, day. Yeah. To this day, If you get pulled over
4: by one of them, don't yep. just say yes sir and answer the fucking questions. Yeah. Don't do anything else. Yeah. yeah. When
2: when like Steve Jeter comes to talk to me, I'm oh, still Jeter, like, oh dude, that fucking oh, guy, oh, man. I'm in the presence of yeah, Steve oh. Jeter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a cow ranger now. Good for him. He's a cow ranger. Good for There's him. There's some. He's, ba- he's still some, some it. of the
4: men we had running the. St- All right, I'm. He's still. We'll, we'll it. get on some topics like. But
2: that, anyway, right? from Love Lady Texas, the first time I remember, I thought I might want to go into law enforcement because I was a heather growing up. I'm gonna tell y'all, when I had to do my top secret clearance. When I was a Fed, I'd have to do my top secret clearance every five years and one of the one of the on your top secret, one of the things you have to answer is, What's something you did that you were never caught at, never convicted of, anything like that, but that might be a crime? I used to bootleg whiskey. Oh I used my to gosh. bootleg liquor. Houston County was dry and I used to smuggle it. In my truck.
3: <laughs> I'd oh. smuggle beer
2: and oh liquor. We uh, were right it. close to Bible Belt. At midnight, that's you stopped drinking. That's it. That's why at the Trinity County line, that's where they sold all the alcohol, because everything north of there is dry. The that's where I grew up. Yeah, at the Trinity. <laughs> God forbid, oh statue. Right. of We had to get our asses and drive a long way. Just to,
4: By the time it. you got there, you didn't even, was, Yeah, you didn't
2: want to drink you anymore. You didn't want to drink, just drink just to anymore. It's too
4: damn long of a drive. But anyway, oh I, was coming back from, I was coming back <laughs> from Trinity. That's where I worked.
2: One of my dad's grocery stores, the Minimax. I was a cleanup boy in the meat market. I was coming back, and there was a girl that had had a wreck, and she hit a tree. She was kind of pinned in the car. I got out of the first one there, helped her out, you know, did, did the right thing. I was, you know, because, of course, back then, you are driving, you are 15 years old. I'm 15 years old in my dad's farm truck. Pulled this girl out, and it was a girl I went to school with. Her name was Melissa, Melissa Wallace. Her brother is the sheriff of Trinity County right now.
1: That's what he He's the sheriff
2: of Trinity County. Pulled her out of the car, asked her if she was okay, this, that, and the other. She was okay. She was banged up. But she hit that tree. Her mom and dad got there. Her mom and dad got there. They were like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I was like, I'm driving along my old farm truck later on. I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Feels good. You know, it feels good to help someone out. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I can remember thinking, man, it wouldn't be bad to be a cop. And then I thought, I'm actually kind of a criminal. So I probably should straighten <laughs> myself out if I want to be the popo. There's got to be a place for us.
4: Yeah.
3: So
0: wait, at, fif- found it,
3: right? we found it yeah, at
0: fifteen you were smuggling alcohol.
4: We yeah. call it smuggling. I mean, that sounds bad when you I say was, it. You was, used
2: That word bootlegging I is a was, lot cooler. Yeah, way bootlegging, to say bootlegging it, sounds yeah. better. <laughs> smuggling. Bootlegging in a in a seven, <laughs> in a seventy nine Chevy pickup with a four fifty four engine you had souped up sounds a whole lot better. Yeah.
0: Okay, but you were like a little teenager. You. It's not like you were twenty one.
3: No, no,
2: it you no. I started a kid. doing this like that. Like I worked in Trinity. And people would be like, oh, you working in Trinity? I was like, yeah. And they go, go, ah, you know so-and-so over there? I'm like, ah, no, but I can find him. You know? And they'd be like, go see him, man. He got something for me. And they'd give me like a case of beer, and I'd bring it back over there. So and we had to start started. driving at 15, oh too. And that was yeah.
4: so we could get our old man's.
2: Whatever. Whatever. 15 15 years old, because I lived I lived 18 miles from the nearest city limit sign.
0: Oh, my gosh.
4: We lived down in the country. Oh, man, we're smart. Because at that age, if we got busted, then it'd be like, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know what happened if you got we're busted? just couriers? They took at your 15. beer. Yeah, they just took it. They took your beer. Actually, they wanted to catch you, so they didn't have to pay for it. Right. <laughs> oh, my and God. And I know that because we're adults now, and yeah. I know the
3: cops. <laughs> and I'm a cop now, so I can say that. I'm a
4: cop now, so I can say I asked that. You to take that from us?
2: No, I never thought about it out loud before. Yeah, but Damn that's it. what I did. That's where I'm from. And from there, went to the police academy, knew that, uh, knew that college wasn't for me. I started going to. I went to both Sam and Texas A and M, but didn't graduate. I mean, I was terrible. I went to the Dixie Chicken more than I went to A <laughs> oh, Awesome place. Yeah, and uh, went to the police academy. Started in narcotics. That's literally, what they
4: called the police academy. Was the uh, Dixie Chicken?
2: Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally went to uh, went into narcotics right out the gate, and then worked as a. Uh, I was what they would call now after I, I did a little stint in narcotics. Came down here and was what they call a school they would call now a school resource officer. I worked at the schools and stuff. You know that's how I know yeah, yeah. Thornberry. Yeah. That's how I know Thornberry. He was one of my students.
0: Oh my
3: gosh. I'm that
2: much older than everybody. I mean, I'm I'm fifty seven years old this year.
3: Oh my gosh. Um,
2: so anyway, went from there, Montgomery County Sheriff's Department when I went to Montgomery County. Yeah, Army. but the way we kinda looked at it is like
4: we had an older one of us with a gun <laughs>
3: Yeah, in uniform. In yeah,
2: lock. that can kind of keep you out of trouble.
4: Yeah, and the thing about well, it Well, that was the best part, man, is you weren't total.
2: Yeah, that's- This whole group of kids, they weren't all the people that surround Marcus and Mojo and that whole group of kids. They weren't terrible people. They were a little rambunctious. I'll never remember pulling up at a pasture party one night, and I don't know whether it was you or Mojo, but they that's were story, standing though. on this dude. <laughs> I pull up. Everybody's sitting there. They put their drinks next. Cause nobody has a drink in their hand when the cops pull up. They're standing there, and they're standing on a dude. and I'm like, the hell? And they go, oh, this guy, he you know, he slap some girl or whatever this time and what and, and and he had weed in his pocket. <laughs> we threw that in the fire. You know, but they're just standing on the dude, waiting on the police to get there because he was oh creating a gosh. problem. That they just hilarious. solved the problem. <laughs> they just solved the problem. I could totally that, that, But see that. that's what that's what you
4: did back I then. I thought for you, sure he was gonna tell a different story.
2: <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that did
4: happen. That did yeah, it was both. Like we you know
2: Yeah.
0: That's funny.
2: There was, but but back then it was a different world. People it, yeah. people handled problems, and once the problem was handled, it was over with. Mm-hmm. That's what attracted me to law enforcement. There were people, there were people that I arrested in law enforcement. Um, there was a guy that I shot one time that I saw later on, and uh, he was like, "Man, I you know, I you know, I was a bad guy back then, and this, that, nothing, all this." And he was still locked up when I saw him. I mean, he's wearing a poop bag and everything. I mean, it changed his life. But you know, he found some Jesus while he was in there, and got off dope and everything. Yeah, because I want to shoot your he ass like, again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. how we do it around here. Yeah, it's a good thing I was a bad shot back then. Cause right? you don't want to run into me now.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Um, that's kind of what drew me into law enforcement. How do you get so when you when you go through the academy?
4: Because mm-hmm. it's different from the city, big cities to sure. the country to how people think. Well, you can't believe what they think about us out here in the country. Sheriff's sure, right. on a horse with the freaking, the, the, you know, right. the posse and all that. But it's like you get, you get selected. We have special units and everything just like
2: everyone else. Mm-hmm. I went to the academy. The academy that I went to was over in, in College Station. They had an academy over there. It was, uh, there was, they had instructors from different. It's, it's, it, it evolved into what now is Teaks It's now part of, of A&M over there where they have a, a regular deal. But this was prior to all that. Uh, but you all go to the academy. In in Texas, a peace officer is a peace officer is a peace officer. Okay. Whether you're a game warden, a state trooper, or a city cop, or a county cop, or whatever, you have to go to a base academy. The cities have their own academy because they also teach you city ordinance and this, that, and other, but you all have to learn this base thing. It's kind of like when you go in the Navy. You go in the Navy, everybody goes to basic. You're going go to go exactly basic.
4: That's exactly how you want to I want you to explain that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Most, most people don't know that. Was, yep. Okay. You're going to go
2: to basic. You're going to get your basic stuff out of the way. You're going to be the popo. You get your basic on, back when I became a cop, they literally handed you a key to a patrol car Put A guy over in the passenger seat for about two days gave you a key map. Do you remember key map? Yeah, hey, the orange map. I was
0: great at okay, key I was, maps. I was wanting to
2: get one of those. Did they still to get those just to have them? We still have some at the agency I'm at now. We had a whole box of them, they just threw them away. I'm like, Y'all gotta keep one. No, of those. No, 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 yes, you gotta we keep get some of those. of those. I'd rather yes. hand
4: my kid that and be like, Figure this yeah. out, then I'll give you that phone. Dispatch would send so you good out. Good yeah, she, this is the is that how you got good at that?
0: I was so good key at map key map. Ma- yes, yes. I would... Um, like, even for my parents... She can find her. I, I can, mean, she can't
4: believe it. She can find... It makes sense now. That makes complete sense. I, so,
0: yeah. key maps, for people that don't know what that is, because mm-hmm. not every city had it. Right. Um. It was literally a like a spiral mm-hmm. notebook that had a map on every page, and the page was numbered. Yep. And you can go to the index, which... Number t- and letter. Yeah, which it's would, like would tell you like what... what yeah. You can look up by street or by town, and then you go to that page... And you would literally have to piece it like a puzzle Mm -hmm. where you were going. So you'd have to flip pages and like paperclip them together of where you were going. And when I was a kid, my dad, I don't know why he did this, but he would make me almost as like a, I mean, we would just be at home. There was no reason to do it, but he would make me like try to find point A to point B. I needed to get, you know, tell him how to get from point A to point B. I freaking loved that. So in my crew I was always navigation. I was always the You're one juice. I really yeah.
4: was. <laughs> Thank God cuz I can't find my ass to I was always the, the one water.
0: like I had key map and I could yeah. find anything.
2: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
3: Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
2: So, you came in with a key map. And, and a key, and you just went and you're the popo. You do whatever. And what you do, what we did in, you know, 1989, 1990, when I stopped, started being a cop was, and I tell young officers this today, you did exactly the same thing you do today. Your job is to protect and serve. You go out to the good citizens of your county or your city or your state or your federal jurisdiction or whatever it is, you protect them from any evils that exist, including themselves, and you serve whatever they need. If they got a flat tire on the side of the road or if somebody's attempting to ambush them out of the bushes, it's your job to handle that.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: That's it. It's simple. The rest is just paperwork. But in in being a cop, and I love being on patrol and stuff like that, but I always wanted a little bit more than it offered when something cool came out. Like, I'm a gun guy. I like guns a lot. And, you know, I saw we had a SWAT team. And I'm like, Oh, I want to go do that with them guys. And I went to SWAT school. I signed up to go to SWAT school. And I went to SWAT school. And I remember the very first day I went in, the guy's like, Man, you're going to make it through here. I'm like, oh, I'll make it through here. That's the secret word. Yeah. 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 And that was it. You know what the guy said as to as me? As soon as they say that to you, that's it. And you're going to make it through here. I'm like, What do you going to make it through here? No, you're too fat. I was like, What's uh, about that, buddy? And I did. I made it by the hair of my fat, chinny, chin, chin <laughs> and learned to get in shape after that. Because I'd been out of the academy long enough that a lot of police officers will become calorically challenged. They stretch that old belt gear a little bit, Mm. and I had done that, but I learned that that put me in shape. Anyway, my career path led me. I was a patrol officer. I became a supervisor on patrol. I went to SWAT. I spent most of my career at Montgomery County Sheriff's Department On the SWAT team, which at the time it was an overall special operations group. We had negotiators. I went to FBI negotiation school, went to sniper school, went to gas school. I was a gas. I was everything. All those things. Again, talking about running together, and I end up in a training facility in Lake Corinth, Mississippi, called Mid-South Institute Self-Defense Shooting. Great school. Shaw's Place.
4: Freaking great school. So I'm at
2: Shaw's Place, and the first time we roll down there, we roll down there, and there's a set of SEAL teams down there.
3: (laughs) And
2: I'm like, got to be kidding me and that's where I started running into some some of the team guys and again not you know we just started you know this person you know this person you know this person and when I would train and go to schools and I got to instruct different schools at HK and and all over I've instructed for deaf tech all there's there's various things that the military and the police are even though the posse comitant and you can't, you know, the the That's the one thing right there. That's it. But but you still, you run across each other. You know what I mean? Knew some of those guys, started running across some of those guys and stuff like that. The special operations of police, such as SWAT and things like that, have so much kinship with special operations of the military. We would do the same thing. I mean, when they come down to train, we'd play op four for them and vice versa.
4: You do the exact same thing back in our town. Yep. Like I,
2: that's it. You tell these young kids coming up, like,
4: and the great part about living out in the country is you get to do the big city things. You just, They send you there. Yep. So you get to hang out in the city and meet all the city boys, and you come back and live in your town to do what yep. they sent us overseas to do, and it, it truly is. If you think you get respect by bullying somebody and keeping them in fear, that's one thing. If you strap up to protect them you can't believe what that does. If, and if you give, if you give the kids like we had at a young age, you get to see it just for a, a, a glimpse, just for mm-hmm. a, cause showing them fear that takes a long time to condition a kid to be mean to to, to, right. to keep that going. Right. It Doesn't take very long if you show them the cool part, like we were taught, that they'll want to do it no matter how yeah. tough it gets because there's something that goes
2: with it. Fear is forced. Respect is earned. Yeah. Right. And I'm telling you, you, you know, you asked me earlier when did I first get into law enforcement, I, my entire life I've detested bullies. Detest bullies. I don't care if it's a mean guy on the block who's bullying other people on the block. I don't care whether it's somebody in the household that's bullying family members that he shouldn't be. I don't care if it's one of the most powerful men on earth that is bullying one of his staffers. I'm going to not tell the story of when I was a federal agent, but believe me, I don't put up with that either. I detest bullies. I do not like bullies. There's no place for them in society. Mm-hmm. That's just my belief. And I believe as police officers, our job is to stop people from bullying other people. If there was no bullying in this way, and I'm not talking about the bullying where he touched me and made an offensive gesture in my direction or something like that. I'm like truly... Using your oh, we know, yeah. power or whatever it is to make someone else do your will and they don't want to? Mm-hmm. I hate that.
3: Yeah.
2: Hate
4: that. They're the best ones to hunt down. Yeah.
0: I feel like, to me, the best police officers are the ones when they see an 18-year-old boy walking down the street... Mm-hmm. They pick him up, give him a ride.
3: Absolutely. If they're going in the same, wanting,
0: sure. you know, if they're going down the same route, just mm-hmm. say you need a ride. Or like you said, you see if someone with a flat tire, I had a flat tire one time, yep. actually recently in the last three years on the freaking highway mm-hmm. and called my little on-star. They said they would send an officer. The guy just sat in the car. He just, for the, uh, like, so the traffic wouldn't, he just had his lights. No. I'm like, come on. Help indiscusable. me. Indiscusable. So then they had to send somebody else to come and actually change the tire. I'm like, what's I know this guy can change a tire. Um, but, yeah, I, community service mm-hmm. is part, to me, is part of being a law enforcement.
2: It's all of being I law enforcement. I can't
4: enforcer. remember if is you telling me this. or uh, This was a while ago, but I've, I've used it a few times on stage. They were talking about, it was at the, at the academy. And they were doing the training and it was raining outside. And someone was like, man, you know, I don't like being in the rain. It was, you know, all these, I was like, I get that. There's a type of human that doesn't. Right. That doesn't make you a bad person. We have one that wants to be a cop and will stand in the rain.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: We're going to use that. One.
2: Right. No offense.
4: Right. That kind it's... of deal. People get bent out of shape when, when you go into any of these places and you don't, it's not that you don't qualify. It's just like, hey, man, is, we got something designed for this. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a place for you. This is just not one, in. it. Yeah. Not only will you be happy. Everyone else will be happy.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a police officer, in, in the back of my patrol car, and I'll tell you how varied, this is just my opinion of how a police officer should be, in the back of my patrol car, I have extra ammunition. Of course, I have extra guns. I have extra body armor. That's in case I have to rescue someone, and I have strapped body armor on people before and ran out of houses with them because we were taking fire from a house next door.
3: Mm-hmm. That's why I carry
2: extra body armor. Everybody's like, oh, you got more body armor? Yeah, I got more body armor because somebody else may need it one of these days. Mm -hmm. something else that I carry. I carry tools. I carry a jack. I carry an electric impact wrench that I can change people's tires with and stuff like that because your job as a cop is protect. It's simple. It's protect and serve. Somebody breaks down on the side of I-45. If you're broke down on the side of I-45 and you got a carload of kids or just you and a friend, it's not that you don't have the ability to change your tire.
0: It's dangerous. It's the fact
2: that I'm six foot one. I weigh 250 pounds. And it's easier for me to change the tire than it is for you. And common courtesy dictates that I change your tire. Plus, the government is paying my salary. You pay taxes. So my job is to get out there and change your tire. Yeah. There's ones that want to do that. Yep. Like drive around looking for shit like that. Yep. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to do it, if you don't want to do it, I was a field training officer for a long time here at Montgomery County. If you don't want to do it, police work is not the job for you. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Yeah, we got
4: something, though.
0: Yeah, they can go somewhere else. That, that,
4: that
2: thing's yeah, shifted. we got all kinds of units now. Well, you know what? I, it, it is what it is. I mean, I was on SWAT. We had SWAT because you have to have a specialized unit. You've got to have somebody who comes in when the police can't handle what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a little, little short story. We had just the other night. I, I now work for Walker County Sheriff's Department in Huntsville, Texas. We had an issue the other night. And I won't leave any name, throw any names in or anything like that. We had an issue the other night where an individual had had just spun off, went to left field. I mean, just crazier than Charlie Melton's dog. <laughs> <laughs> he he was way spun off. Oh, damn, I want to use that exactly. <laughs> exactly. How long
4: have you been sitting on that? One? <laughs>
2: I mean, you really smooth. Since about the uh, second time I, I ran into that dog, I use it quite a bit. This
4: dog the has
2: the <clears throat> that literally nuts.
0: popped every ball I've ever bought for my kids. Hey, great,
2: Charlie. I love you. I was at an event, and they auctioned off. Holy shit. Seeing that dog jump up and bust <laughs> all balloons? the balloons. Yeah, bust all the balloons. <laughs> That dog was busting balloons seven feet in the air, jumping and just having the time of his life. Oh, and anyway. I just tore into his ass about that too, Charles. Yeah. He
4: goes, uh it's like yeah.
2: you're, you're not gonna break him from <laughs> it if you train him to do it, you knucklehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Or keep every him in a kennel.
2: But <sighs> he went through every one of those things, too. Yeah. But you know, dogs take the personality of their owner, so there you have it. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> and agree. That's what you do with Charlie. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. That Sorry, is so I, I ran a rabbit trail on that. But anyway, this guy had he he had he had and, and the guy had some weapons, some serious weapons. And he had decided that he wasn't going to jail, that he was done. And he had saddled up on an elevated position, and he had enough weaponry that he was going to do what he was going to do when the police showed up. Police got called there, and I literally got on the radio and went, no, do not go there. I stopped in a location far from there. I got... Jocked up, got all my gear that I carry because I carry serious gear. I got all my serious gear that I carry, got a thermal, got night vision, got all that stuff, got out there, crept up, took me a while to get up to the house, got in a secreted location where he couldn't see me no matter what he had, trained to do what we do, see the guy's head. There he is. He's armed, I'm armed, I'm seeing what he's fixing to do, this, that, nothing, all this. You know what I did? When he made himself known, when he was encroaching on where he thought those other officers were, called out to him. Sheriff's Department, put your hands up now. Had he not put his hands up now, he'd have been done. Mm -hmm. He would have been done. But he put his hands up. He gave up, smart of him to do so, because he'd got cut down if he hadn't. But police have to have that. Police have to have the ability to call that. I happen to be the guy that had that ability that night
3: mm-hmm.
2: that your regular cop coming out that's why swat exists that's why seals exist mm-hmm. the navy's great the navy's graded a lot of things big green machine is great at a lot of things. Your military is great at a lot of things there comes a time when you got to call a specialized unit mm-hmm. that's why swat exists and because of my history that i have and the training that i have the years that i had on swat i'm able to do some things at a small local agency that can't afford that kind of training. They sure. just can't. They can't put a million dollars in somebody. Yeah. That's why I went to work there. That's why I chose to go to work there because I want to – I still have some fight left in me. I still want to serve my community. I still want to help the people that need help. And that, my home, where I'm from – I mean, I patrol the area that you grew up in. You know, 4 nights roads I, in my area. I know. Oh
0: my gosh. Still,
2: my kids are on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, but they don't have the ability – to hire someone or bring someone in with that kind of training and stuff, because they're not. But there's guys coming back from overseas. There's there's people with that kind of. Oh, they already have it. Mm-hmm. That have that kind of ability to do those kind of things. And since police now are up against those kind of things.
4: Oh, that too. Yeah. Oh hell, that's a completely weak. Yeah, yeah. That's completely a different I, topic altogether. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm when you get somebody sure. with a skill set out oh, there, shit. you got to have somebody with a skill set to take get. them down. And you can't believe what y'all brought, what we brought back with us. Yeah.
0: So, are there programs for um, like veterans of special forces to be able to integrate into law enforcement? And when for they get the back? younger
4: communities, yeah. like they can't afford it. Is there is there enough revenue up top for the big ones that can just suck those guys in there? For like, if you bone absolutely no. They come from a department Man, I'm that's gonna,
2: two dudes. I'm going to tell you if you're lo- if you're looking for big money, you're not going to get it at a small yeah, department. No. It just is what it is. No, I
4: got that. Because of that, shouldn't they just be able to come in and do the sign up for it and?
2: You you'd hope, but a lot of guys, I mean, if you're a full-time SWAT guy, you work full-time SWAT job in this cool department, you get all the neat stuff, and you got AMRAPs, and you got all this kind of stuff, yeah, you're not going to work at you know, Mayberry. That's why
4: that's when we go out there, that's why you drop all that. It's like, where's your sh- stuff? Right. I broke right. it. I, but when, when we went to Mayberry, we dropped it off because they needed it. That's what we always do that. Exactly.
2: That's why and, and that's the only way you too. get it.
4: That's the only way they can get it, and they learn, and, and we hate going and doing, and doing that.
2: I mean, around here. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, toot, I'm gonna toot your horn a little bit, okay? Hurricane happened. Hurricane Harvey happened. Whole world is collapsing. Everything is flooded. There's no way to get around anywhere. Or anything like that. What did we do? Got on the phone. Hey man, what are you doing? You able to get out? Yep, yep. We're able to get out. Yeah, we're I going mean, to get we a big were truck. Having
4: fun doing, doing. We were that having period. fun,
2: but to us, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, that was a blast. To those people, it's the end of their life. We all saddled up in a truck and went and drove down. And went and drove around every barricade, yeah. everything. Marx is in the front seat. Marcus takes my federal credentials and holds them out the window. That's the best. Federal, dude. Agents, we dude. <laughs> federal <laughs> agents, we need to get
3: through.
4: Federal
2: agents, we need to get through. True, that
3: part, man.
4: Yeah, true okay. story.
2: <laughs> true story, that happened. That, was so that happened. Much, we had a blast. But we go downtown and help out whoever we can help out because these guys are here. They have the ability to do rescues. They have the ability to help people to do things that the city or the county or the village or wherever can't afford to get that kind of help. You just can't. That's, there's programs for small cities to get, you know, people look at it and they go, oh, they don't need these military things in here and this, that, and the other. Okay, 99% of the time you don't. But the day you do, Jack, you do.
4: Especially if you got your the, the qualified people living in there. Like yes. if you men and women that have the quals, you might yep. as well have it sitting in there. Yep. For worst case scenario, if something happens exteriorly and you want a soldier to have his gear. Right. That's right.
2: Uh, that's, yeah, that's a whole different thing. But that's kind of that's what I bring to the table. When I went to, after I retired, and okay, sorry, I was working at Montgomery County Sheriff's Department. And then 9 11 happened. 9 11 happened. A uh, couple of the first phone calls that I got, I will never forget the morning of, everybody's got their 9 11 story. Morning of 9 11, I was dead asleep. We'd had a SWAT call out. We'd been out until like four o'clock in the morning. My wife calls me. And she's like, I don't know what happened. There's a plane hit a building, and I think we're at war or something like that. Again, turned on TV, saw the second plane hit. Boom.
1: Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
2: Didn't know the world was going to change from there. Started getting phone calls from a lot of people that I knew in special operations. Stuff like that. Hey, what are y'all doing? Because we're, you know, the, the police special operations people, the SWAT teams are. And what are y'all going to do? This, that, nothing, all this. People started, there were a lot of ideas out there right after 9-11 to make things safe because they grounded all the planes. All the planes, they go to the ground. Nobody's flying anywhere. They were going to put, they were, there was a lot of things out there, but one of the ideas they had, they were going to put SWAT team members sitting in the front in the jump seat. Just sit somebody there with a gun. SWAT team, military, whoever you can get, somebody to make things safe. World's got to move. People got to travel around. From there, somehow it evolved into... A couple of guys um, call me up and go, hey, man, they're putting this program together. It's called Federal Air Marshals, and it's going to be highly trained folks flying on planes. We'd like to have you. There were 300,000 people who applied for those jobs. I I got a phone call before the applications came out. There were quite a few of us that did. Other guys that became Federal Air Marshals that I'll throw their name out, you know, Chad Robichaud. Craig Sawyer, um, um, Norm Hooton. This is my safety, sir. All the, those guys all became federal air marshals right after 9-11. Oh, sure. I was one of that group of guys. Now, a lot of them went back out, went back to their old life real quick when things weren't bad. But that's what we were doing. We were putting together looters and shooters to put them on airplanes and to get it moving around. So I was one of those original guys that came in. That was my – I saw that was going to be my next service. I was in the middle of my police career – Highly successful. I was a sergeant on the SWAT team. Had all that in a bag of chips. Two little kids and mom at the house. And I'm like, hey, guess what? I'm going out here. Don't know what I'm doing. Don't know where I'm going. You've heard my wife say it a million times. Where are you going? Classified, I can't tell you. Everything I did for 20 years, for 20 years. Hey, Dad, where are you going? Can't tell you. Classified, I can't tell you. I couldn't tell anybody where I was going, what I was doing. I could tell them after I got there. Because you didn't want to compromise the mission because the missions of United States Federal Air Marshals are classified. I know now these days people talk about a lot of things they shouldn't talk about and stuff like that. But you were never supposed to tell anybody where you were going. You were never supposed to tell anybody what you were doing, the gun you carried, where you sat, anything like that. Everything deeply, deeply classified with the Air Marshals. That attracted me. I went there. Became an air marshal, one of the very first ones. Then became an instructor. I instructed the other air marshals coming in and stuff like that and spent, you know, 19 of my 20 years strictly at the air marshals and went over at the very end of it. When COVID happened, everybody got pulled back. I I did the majority of my career was spent either training other air marshals or as a counterterrorism operative overseas flying on planes wherever. I mean, you get on a plane. And fly for 17, 18 hours one direction to Sydney, Australia, or to Lagos, Nigeria, or wherever. And then you get, maybe there's something to do when you get there. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're just flying around. Or, I got on a plane in Houston, Texas and flown to College Station.
3: My gosh. I mean,
2: you know, you never know. There was no boredom. Yeah. But did that, and then uh, just before that So is there
0: somebody, when you're an air Uh marshal, does... Is somebody actually giving you your flight schedule, or are you mapping that out?
2: No, you get a schedule. There's an operations place. There's an operations How it's scheduled is. and all that stuff, It's again, it's classified as to how it's done. Sure. But you get a schedule. You but know
4: how tied in that has to be to move operators like that?
2: Yeah. God, yeah. Dog, I mean. You, you know the cool thing? If you look up when air it's marshals started. Not just,
4: everyone just thinks that's that one deal. When you hear that, people have this conception. That it's like that's a one thing. That's not, that's not how it works.
2: The original Air Marshal program were called Sky Marshals. Right. They were started by John F. Kennedy and the line item budgeting that came in came in at the exact same time as we did. The Navy SEALs. Exactly. Oh really? Yeah. Yep, so yep.
0: Um, if you ever if you're an air marshal and you see someone that you believe is suspicious, mm-hmm. do you have a way of just reporting them if they didn't do anything on the plane and you're like just kind of flag this person for yes. future?
2: Yes. It's classified, but yes. Yeah. And and they also can communicate from the air, you know, before anybody else could communicate from the air. We had some really really cool stuff that we could use that was like Air to ground communications and stuff like that, and all kinds of. They you know, spent a stuff lot. We got of, yeah. all the tech. Uh, think about this: as soon
4: as we got hit, all tech resources shifted to us. Yep. As soon as that, had, Think about that.
3: Yeah.
4: And they opened up the door, the golden uh, cruise box, golden conics box, whatever, you, whatever. Yep. You, that means something to all of us. The golden mill van. Each one of those men, when they open that up, means what do you want? And if you got an idea, we can get it.
2: As a gun guy. My job when I was an instructor up north where we trained air marshals in the advanced air marshal training, my job was because you know there were a bunch of instructors up there and there were different jobs. Who wants this job? Who wants this job? And you can kind of pick your job if you're good enough to. And I was a, I was a really good shot. I've been a firearms instructor for a long time. I'm, you know, suffice to say, I'm really, really good with a pistol. And they're like, Yeah, there's a pistol range out here and it's shooting the steel range. And I was like, Oh. I'm your huckleberry for that, buddy. I'll stand there and shoot steels all day long. First day, they came out there with a skid steer and pulled up with a 55-gallon drum and put down a 55-gallon drum of Spear Gold Dot ammo. Uh, Dude, that's so much fun. And they were like, yeah, there's going to be classes come through here and y'all are going to shoot this today. And every day they brought me a 55-gallon drum full of Spear Gold Dot ammo. A Sig Sauer P two two nine, which we don't, they don't carry it anymore. I'm just saying it's not classified anymore. A Sig P two two nine in three fifty seven Sig will spit out about sixty thousand rounds before the barrel literally burns out in the gun and the bullets start tumbling. Because I did it time after time after time. Sat there and shot guns and taught other people how to shoot guns for a living. We were magnificent. The like he said, the Golden Connex Box. They opened up the cash register and said, whatever you need. And when the air marshals were put together, it was absolutely the highest level of training with handguns that exists. Our standards were second to none. Oh, look, we
4: got to shoot. And it, huh?
0: Yeah.
2: We, well, you're, yeah. Man, the reason
4: why we do that for y'all for to listen, well, like, why would you put that much effort into that kind of shooting is because like, where you got to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, you're where, where surrounded gun, by
0: civilians. Where the
4: gunfight goes down yep. is in a containment up in the air yep. with, with civilians around. So, yep.
2: 187 Put feet, you like feet this. long, full of people. If you
4: got a line full of dudes shooting at you, the air marshal's the last one you want shooting at you.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. they, the, the air marshal standards, the standards, firearm standards for the federal air marshal service is the highest that exists. There's no other federal agency yeah, that has be. the well, handgun qualifications that they have.
4: Space Force might have it. Maybe.
2: Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? it will be lasers, yeah, laser, yeah, laser guns though. Right? Laser guns. Holy shit! If you
4: get on that detail. If you're yeah. still, if your ass is still rolling when Space Force I'm going with you. Yeah, okay,
3: yeah, that'd be cool. To
0: bring some levity to everything, I just watched Bridesmaids two days ago, and nice. one of the funniest scenes oh, in the there is when sh- the girls next to the who she thinks is the air marshal. <laughs> I thought that scene was so freaking funny. Do you know who
2: he is in real life? That's it's her a, husband. It's her husband.
0: Yeah. I didn't
2: know that. Yeah, yeah, it's her husband.
4: I just found that out.
0: I think that's one of the yeah. funniest scenes. And i it made me actually think, like, I wonder if Sydney has ever had an experience where someone's like oh, called wow. him out.
2: When y'all start absolutely. when y'all get deeply. Someone can't imagine. said, I Are you an air marshal? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what do you say? You know, everybody had their story. Everybody had their story. A lot of people had the "shut up" story. Like we had one guy that would tell them he was a drug dealer.
0: Uh, oh my god!
2: And they would just stop talking to him. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, say um, something that
4: they don't want to know anymore. But.
2: We had other people, and they're like, they're like, "Why are you sitting in first class? I have some sort of disorder. They can't figure out what it is." And them. I'm going to try to get treatment for it. People just quit talking to you. Oh my god! So you don't have to worry about it anymore. We have other guys that are like, "What do you do?" I'm in the adult entertainment industry. What do you do?
0: Oh my god! Into that
2: conversation, (laughs) recruiter. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm a recruiter. (laughs) Recruiter. Um, But yeah, I actually had a guy. I had a guy who recognized me from being a deputy sheriff in Montgomery County. Oh man, that's like. And it was in New York. That's like some Donnie Brasco shit there, man. Yeah, I get in the plane, and he's like, uh, hey, man, wh- what are you doing up here in New York riding in a first-class seat? And I'm like, I don't know this guy from Adam. I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? And he goes, man, you're a cop. I go, I'm, I'm not a cop. <laughs> he's like, you're, you're, you're a cop. You're a cop in Conrad. I'm not a cop in Conrad. And he, Pulls his hair back like this and goes, "Yeah, you are. You did that to me." Oh
4: my god! <laughs> I gosh. Had arrested
2: this guy years ago for the rest of my life, and I had, I had, uh, he had resisted somewhat, and I, I used a, 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 a piece of available equipment to uh, use as an <laughs> impact instrument, and he deserved it. It was one of those guys that he told me the story, and I remembered it after he told me. Uh, he was in a big old fight. We were trying to pull him off. He turned around and hit my buddy. I tried to pull him off again. He wouldn't come off. Tapped him with a light. But after that, he quit drinking, quit drinking, got straight, stayed saw out of bars. the light. Yeah. yeah, Saw the light. Yeah, you know <laughs> saw the light. It's called light. being
4: straightened out. When you see him do this number, when they straighten their, hand, yeah. their body out. Yep. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But, uh,
2: yeah, got recognized on the plane more than once, would get on. You know, everybody in the world knows, knows. you know, my family and stuff. And there were family friends that had got on before, and they'd be like, oh, you're, oh, oh I, I forgot I can't tell anybody. Yeah. And they'd literally, in front of everybody, go, oh, I can't tell everybody I saw you. They believe what comes out of our towns.
4: Yeah. Like these little surroundings. surroundings, Yeah, man. Lake Conroe, Hunts, that whole. Which for those of you who don't know, in Texas, that's our prison. That's where we keep the row. Mm -hmm. Death row. Yep. That's it. So if you get brought up in there or you get schooled in there. Yes. I
0: think air marshal is such a cool job because you just don't meet a lot of people that are air marshals, and nobody ever talks about that. So I think that's just there's very,
2: movie. very few of them, and it's 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 kind of it's humorous that since I've been a, a real cop again twice, we've dealt with people that went, "Oh, I'm an air marshal," and the guys that are deputies on my street will go, "Really?" Mm. They'll bump me on the radio. Hey, you come over here and such 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 such. Hey, uh, doing, there's probably man. one degree of separation with you all yeah. yeah has to be if one
4: if if one absolutely
2: yep. and and you and I immediately know when they call just like if somebody calls you and goes, hey I met so-and-so you he said he's a Navy seal on this you the, can usually the, sniff it out but yep. if you can't then i I pick you know we have a little text message that runs around me him mojo mm-hmm. uh you know Brad all of us I, I sent out a message one day flies on that thing
4: <laughs> I sent out a message one day and I said, hey
2: man there's a dude that says he was a Navy SEAL and he was recon and he was special forces I mean, and all this, <laughs> that, and all this. It just comes in. He and Mojo immediately called me. Don't jack with that dude. I'm like, you don't even know who he is. Oh, I know exactly who he is. They knew what I was talking about before I ever said the name. I said, oh yep, my guys, legit, don't jack with him. He we will had kill you like and that. all your friends.
3: Oh, my god. <laughs>
4: we had another one like that the other day. I was running the traps on him. He was a nightingale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I tried to call. I mean, I tried to call everybody, and finally, one of the Rangers hit me back. He's like, Don't know how it's possible. Dude's legit. Yeah.
3: That's
4: all it said. Yeah. Yeah. They but, show up, man. Some of them, they're just like.
2: But yeah, Air Marshals, there's, there's, uh, they're, they're here. I mean, the thing about it, they're retiring like crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of them that retire, because, again, it's a 20 year career, and it's a hard career. It's a hard career. They, uh, they spend a lot of time in airplanes. The Air Marshals do a lot more than just fly on airplanes, though. All the joint counterterrorism task forces have air marshals on them. Uh, when you see they have, they're part of the Viper teams, the Visual Intermodal Protection Reaction teams that stay at uh, train stations and airports and stuff like that. They're standing around in body armor, you know, sometimes long guns stuff like that. Those are air marshals. Mm. Uh, the air marshal program has evolved, and when I left, because I left, I had 20 years in about five minutes. Um, it was, it was during COVID and stuff. They had, they had transferred a bunch of us over to the secret service and gave us just a real quick down and dirty school. Hey, all of a sudden you're going to go over here. And I literally, when I went over to the secret service, you know, federal agents are federal agents. I didn't realize secret service did this, but they have what's called, they used to call them OTAs, other treasury agents that during times of buildup of agents, they would call in from other places. I didn't know that happened when I went over to the the Secret Service job, I immediately went over, and my first detail was we were at Kamala Harris's house day one. I remember. They, they sent, sent us over to their house. I called you when you were doing that. Yeah. Because huh? he called me. He goes, Hey dude, we're gonna come up here and act like we're rushing in and make you look good. You can tackle us and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> Oh <we'll> dude. <do." laughs> no, I got the word. Oh no.
4: Bro, where are you at? He's like, I can't tell you. I was like, You're there. I knew it. During you the know, campaign, what? during the campaign, we're coming down here to Houston or whatever.
2: And he and Mojo are like, dude, we're gonna act like we're rushing in there and you can tackle us and you'll be a hero and stuff. Dude, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. It is, no, it's not like the movies. I was going to come in, Mila. No, no, don't do that. But anyway, oh uh, finished up after, after, the, uh, after the election and stuff. Um, everybody kind of went back to where they were. I went back to the air marshals from my detail over at the Secret Service. Um, when I was detailed at the Secret Service, I was actually, uh, actually sworn as a deputy U.S. marshal out of the Southern District of New Jersey. I still have those credentials for that. Yes. Nothing's cooler thing. than when we
4: do interop. Well, mm-hmm.
2: We eat that up in the teams. Yeah. I mean, like with the
4: DEA, sometimes the yeah. like, guys like, just get a little We'll say the it. line. Yep. Pulling up to order something at a fast food mm-hmm. restaurant. Let me get a Big Mac and I'm DEA, motherfucker. You know, I mean, we would live it up. Yeah. 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 No one thinks y'all's jobs are cooler than we do, especially when we get to play with y'all. Yeah. I mean,
2: we just own that. But from there, and I was uh, Secret Service uh, with, with the Secret Service. I never went through agent school, but I was with the Secret Service on that detail during the run-up from the campaign through the election up to when they had the inauguration. When they were inaugurated, I went back to the air marshals.
4: Oh, so let me tell you what happens if you run into somebody. So they'll have the Secret Service detail,
2: uh-huh. and then they'll pull us in. We're the bastards. Yep.
4: So if you run into a bastard and start talking shit, they'll whip your ass, Because they're not a part of the whole
3: crew. No, who are you? Secret Service.
4: (laughs) But we'll damn sure, exactly. Who are you with? Secret Service. Make sure you say that. See this (laughs) pin? That's true. That's a real thing. So
0: it's similar to like in the SEAL teams, like when someone catches. Like, does the deployment. Yeah, yeah. just Just like it. Yeah,
3: Yeah. same way. Just like it. Strap
4: hangers, attachments, bastards, whatever you want to call them. Exactly. That's so cool. Um, It's real. Retired.
2: Retired. One day I'm coming home from work and I show up at my house. And why are all my buddies over at my house? And Marcus and Mojo and everybody has me a retirement party. So I have a retirement party. From the air marshals. That he didn't know about. That I didn't know about. We didn't know that he didn't know. <laughs> they even flew a buddy. Yeah, how
4: about that? We didn't even know that he didn't know he was retiring.
2: Flew a buddy of mine in from Albuquerque, New Mexico Aww. that I was on the team with 20 years ago that flew in just to come to my party. And the whole time I'm sitting here going, man, it's so cool. All my buddies are here and this, that, and other. How do I tell them I'm not actually going to retire? I'm just going to another job.
0: But did your wife know?
2: Yeah, of
3: course. Okay. Of course. She knew. I yeah, yeah. She knew.
2: She, well, she knew I was going to go do something. Uh, but I just decided, you know, I wanted to finish strong. Get about, get about. I don't know, five years in as a street cop. Because like I said, I still got you know, I'm I'm 57 years old this year, but I still got a little fight in me. I? I, I when I went and applied to be a police officer, I told no. I mean, I know guys in that department that I've known that are the head honchos. I know the sheriff, the chief deputy, and them. Known them since we were kids. Well, I grew up yeah. I didn't tell any of them I was applying. I went into the guy who was doing the applications. Had no idea who I was. Walked in, handed him my resume. He looked at me, and I remember him looking up and going, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. He looks at my resume and is like, "What? What, what the hell are you doing at Walker County Sheriff's Department?" And I said, "I want to be a patrol deputy." And he goes, "Okay." And I went through the whole—you know—they have the testing procedure where you got to run, jump, do all this, go through the the, the academics of it, and this, that, and the other. I went in, a bunch of young, you know, hot kids and this, that, and other. Went in, about, you know, I don't know, a dozen or so of us. Starting out. the end of the day, is four people standing. I'm one of them. I went through the whole qualification of everything. There guys you're of better course. doing it that way. Absolutely. At, Absolutely. You get, I mean, you, you don't want to be that dude who rolls in and Mm-mm. just kind of. Ex- didn't want no pull. No, want no, man. Nobody. Nobody. Now, the, the one thing I did do is on my background, when you're calling my friends, so I put down on here, Marcus Latrell, Morgan Luttrell, and all these <laughs> other like, you know, Brad Thor. I mean, people yeah. that were somebody, you know, senators and stuff like that. You wouldn't that. believe our crew. Yep. Yeah, It's so damn diverse.
4: We got a writer in there, yep. a, a congressman, a cop, yep. Yep. thug.
2: Yeah. <laughs> a couple of those. A couple of those.
4: <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah.
2: Diverse friends. This, yeah. But anyway, when, when they look at that, of course, there. So anyway, I go to work. Work for Walker County Sheriff's Department. I'm a patrol deputy. Love every minute of my day. I mean, I'm excited to go to work, go to work. And we live in paradise, so I mean... Yeah, we there, do. There is we that. Did. And I love rolling around, literally riding around, helping people. That's my job, man. I ride around and help people out. That's what... People look at police officers as... You know, you look up in the rearview mirror and you go, oh shit, there's cops." cop. Man, cops are out to help you. Yeah. The real cops. Y'all don't teach us that because every time I look in my rearview mirror, I see the same thing.
4: I do the same dude, I Side do the same windows, thing. I don't say that. If yeah. you're in the rear view
2: Yeah, been a been a cop <laughs> for 30 something years and I still oh shit that's cops. <laughs> but you that's, do, man. It's and it's the best job. I should put ever. that on the front windshield of the cruisers. Yeah. Oh shit it's Oh shit it's cop. Yeah that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love it. I love my job. I love every second of everything that I do. I couldn't ask for a better job. It will be, it will be very hard for me to step away from it. But the day that I step away, I'll close that door and I'll be done. I'll be done. And and I have, I have made the deal with my family because I lo- I missed a lot of family time growing up. That when my grandkids are old enough to know what's what, I'm not missing anything.
4: Oh yeah, check. Well, not sure.
2: missing nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you're right though. It, driving around. I remember when we get out of school to get off
4: work, we we would get in the vehicle just to drive around. It's so cool out here. Yeah. And now you
2: get to drive around and you got a gun and lights and <laughs> something goes out on the radio oh, and you right. never know from minute to minute what's going to go on. Like yeah. the game guys, they get to, yeah, the Dude, radio get a goes on. They yeah. Oh, yeah, Dude, some man. Some of the
4: guys got the coolest toys. They do.
2: Man. They do. Like I, I, a game warden. Join the military. If Stupid. I, could, I, I wasn't in a position to be a game warden. I needed to be a real cop, a regular cop because if I'd have been a game no, warden, I, yeah, same. I'd I have stayed have been, in trouble. Man, I'd have been in trouble all the time. I'd have stayed in trouble.
4: Like the red like the real redneck kid?
2: Actually yeah. probably the half ass redneck
4: kids. I mean, you can't like some of them couldn't do that. Game yeah.
0: wardens have the most power um, cool, out of any don't they? They have It's like, like the
2: barefoot gun. driving law. Um, everybody believes it because you hear it so much. Is but it? in Texas, a peace officer is a peace officer is okay. a peace officer. They don't have any more rights or privileges than anybody else does, other than they can ask you for your hunting license.
0: And they can walk up on your land like it's nothing.
2: They gotta have probable cause to do it an animal you can't just openly yeah you gotta be you gotta be hunting season they can't just I, like there was the old legend way back when that they can go in your house and open up your freezer and check for whatever yeah, any time kind of that that's no, what
0: I always can't. thought like Absolutely. they can just
2: they come on in oh they, they will, they will. will. That's, yeah. that's where that comes from oh I'm gonna tell you and, 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 <laughs> no, Matt, don't try and, and, and them them th- it. I'll throw a secret <laughs> out there I actually had a bet yeah that, I've had a bet with people before. They're like, oh, you can't get in whatever if they don't tell you you can get in your car Shit. or whatever. I'm not going to violate nobody's rights, but I guarantee you I've been doing this over three decades. I can figure out a way Man. to do what I need to do. Yeah. Look, there are levels, too.
4: Each one of those standards. You hear something about a certain type of officer here in Texas. I don't know anywhere about anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Just there's something to it. And that's from our Rangers all the way down to our game guys
2: to the, to the troopers. Man, they're just. You learn your job and figure out how to do it. They're just really, really good at it. But you can't just willy-nilly decide I'm going to walk up on so much property and check them out.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that you're never quit is that even after a 30-year career, you're back. You started at square one, and you didn't do it just by pulling a card. You actually went through the school, and you yep. did all the things like you were just a brand-new guy off the street.
2: And, and that's what I, I know that even – I mean, I may run in here and go, oh, i got 30 years, whatever – because I hadn't been a street cop in 20 years. I needed some training to do that. And I trained myself back up to do it. I went through a little supplemental police academy. Oh, well, that was the difference. In my spare time.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but I came back and went because when I, again, because the air marshals was is a pretty exclusive little thing. When you're an air marshal or any kind of federal agent, when you retire, buddy, they are standing out there with buckets of cash looking for you. The NFL, the WWE, I can't tell you the jobs that I turned down. Big, big six-figure jobs. Come do this. Come do consulting. Come do this. Come do this. No. I want to go be a street cop. I want to start at the bottom, and I want to work my way up because my true belief, and I'm, like I told you, I'm the last of the true believers. You should serve something larger than yourself if you have the ability to do it. There's people that don't have the ability to do it. They don't have the training to do it. They don't have the opportunity. I do. I do, and I truly believe that every community deserves somebody to give back to them if they've gotten something from them. Like, I've heard the story from you and your brother about what your dad told you. You are going to serve this country in some way. You should do the same thing to your community. You have the ability to serve your community. I know that when Hurricane Harvey happened, you guys were out there giving out clothes Mm -hmm. to people. Being a cop is no different from that. That's that's all I got. I don't have anything else.
3: Yeah.
2: I got being a cop, being a specialized cop, being a very experienced cop. But it's a nature thing too. Yeah. Ability. You, you said I hadn't heard it said that way,
4: but that's right. Because you can get in, you train that up, but it's also a, a, it's in your nature. Yeah. And some people don't have the right for whatever reason. You try to do a job because you think it's cool because your mm-hmm. buddies,
2: man. But there is a difference. Yep.
0: So, will you be sheriff one day?
2: No. Absolutely not. I've been asked that a thousand times. <laughs> if you ever see, if you ever see my name, Morgan's a, fr- well, well st- hey, hold on now. I, I'm telling you never.
4: Well, well, I'm holding, just don't say, just you, Morgan's a freaking congressman. What are you right. talking about? Sheriff. But you know
2: what? <laughs> but you know what? He man. should be. He should be. He is the most qualified for that and job. And you should be the sheriff, right? a No, absolutely not. If she's saying that out loud. I'm if why you would ever you see, not want
0: to be sheriff?
2: If you ever see my name on a campaign sign, it's graffiti. <laughs> I promise you. It is graffiti. I will never. There are some people that have. It'll be
4: written like that. There are some
2: people that have skeletons in their closets. I have my own graveyard. I promise (laughs) you. No, I'm kidding. I, I I have no ambition whatsoever to be any political figure of anything. I like being a leader. I like training other cops. I like helping people out. I am very, I feel that I'm very good at what I do because I'm not political. I cannot be political. I don't have to be politically correct in what I do. I separate right from wrong. It is, laws are black and white, but there's a huge gray area in the middle. Mm -hmm. My chief deputy, one of the best cops that I know, I'll throw his name out here, his name's Tim Whitecotton. He, He has been, Tim Whitecotton has been at Walker County for 32 or 34 years. The same agency, started there when he was a teenager. He and the sheriff both. Started there when they were kids. But he told me something, and it was probably the most accurate thing I've ever heard about being a police officer. If you have never stood before a man with a badge and handcuffs, and he held your freedom and your future in his life, in, his, in, in life, in his hands, and he gave you a break, and you knew what a break you got, if that's never happened to you, you ain't qualified to be a cop.
4: True. We to be the roughest, toughest, summits we got.
2: Yeah. When it's time to be rough and tough, you also got to have a soft spot to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that usually happens to those guys. Well, you have
0: to have a moral compass. I mean, you see so many things like what's going on right now on the news Mm -hmm. with the cops that beat up that young man, like going
2: to prison forever. Oh, that was fucked.
0: It was so effed up. They're going to prison forever. What the
3: fuck? They
2: they were not. I mean, I'm I'm a hand to hand combat instructor. Okay. well, that's can, why I'm I mean, pissed off because we, of that dude. Man, I saw we've, that. We fought like, before. Fuck. I mean, we've wrestled on the floor and this, that, and, other, and all this. I can hold my own with anybody. There was those guys right there. They were not looking to take oh, that guy dude, into custody. Did you see them the, from the, second one? Oh, no. From second one, I'm telling you, they were not looking. And I have had a number of conversations with young deputies. In my department there's 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 young deputies that I work with that are in their young twenties, and they were talking about you know, oh, yeah, I don't know what to do and this, that, nothing, all this. And I said, you know what? This is what you do. You see someone get out of hand. I don't care if they're in uniform. I don't care what kind of star bar, bell, or whistle they got on their collar. You pull them off. You physically remove them from the scene. You throw them in the back of your car if you got to. But you save them from themselves. Everybody's going to go a little far at some point, but you got to know when to back off. You are not judge, jury, and executioner. And you sure are not going to use another human being for a punching bag. I don't care what they did. Whatever the guy did in the beginning, there's nothing he could have done to deserve what they did to him. And anyone who does what they did under the color of office, they should be executed in town square. That's, that's my belief. And I would say that to their face. They never, no one, no one that I know of, no man or woman who ever became a police officer ever had in them to do what those men did to that other man.
4: Whatever had them jacked up like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, you were talking about like rabid dog status. Yeah, you know how that, hard that is when, we, when yeah. we're in that kind of to get, yeah. you understand what has to that happen to us to get to that. That freaking, wasn't their first rodeo. Yeah.
0: How do you weed out
2: has the It has to be, tra- tra- has be hard. You,
4: the academies and our life has to be hard.
0: Yeah,
2: you either have a standard yeah, or you have do, no standard, do. So does
0: that lie within the leader of the police department or the sheriff or whoever they're working for?
2: There's a field training. There, there's an academy, okay, and and the state of Texas does a very good job. There is a you you will do a psych test to be a cop in Texas. There's an actual psychological exam that you go through to be a police officer. Um, I, I would submit to you that police agencies, all law enforcement agencies, they have a culture. They have a culture, what is acceptable oh, sure. in that department. In that department, what is acceptable, even in that unit, yeah. what is acceptable. A psychological exam has been done. They've been trained in the police academy. But when they go to their department, That's different. and especially when they go to a specialized unit, yeah. it's going to have its culture. Okay. Steel what team, they call themselves? Seal Team 5. The scorpions? Scorpions. scorpions. Uh, Look, when you take a title and a name on yep. something, it, it—that's it. You you become a culture. SEAL Team Five sure has a culture. Damn, sure SEAL dude. Team Four has a culture. SEAL Team Three has a culture. Sixers have one. Six, Everyone does. Yep. Gold Team, Black Team, and everybody. we act like that. And, and they act that way. They act that way. Punisher Team. You know anybody? You go the 100%. army. Army specialized units. You know Delta has a. They have a culture. They have a culture of whatever it is. That unit. That Scorpion unit. It was street crime, whatever, prevention, acronym, acronym, whatever it was. It was called Scorpion Unit. They were a specialized street crime unit. I used to work in the street crime unit here when we had, in the mid-'90s, when gangs were, I mean, I'm talking about when it was Bloods, Crips, when it was gang-banging, drive-by shootings. Boys in the, hood, right. the like, Yeah, Boys weird, in the hood, right. I mean, this was... We rode around listening to Snoop Dogg, Dr. That's it, that's Gray. Was going I mean, it was this was. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. it, it was the day of the, For game. the riots in California. We, yeah, yeah, exactly. Riots in California. This was not too far post Rodney King days. But I, I worked know. in a specialized unit. You cannot act like the people you're after.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's
2: what those guys did. When the very first, I know there's the initial traffic stop, and then the guy ran from it. And this, that, another. Not just find the guy running from the cops. Okay. But that cop gets out from the time they exited their patrol units, and I this is a this is an unpopular point of view with a lot of my fellow police officers. From the time they exited those units, they were out of hand. They were screaming, mfing people, pointing guns to them, my fucker. Don't let me do this, my fucker. Don't do, you know every other word? This, I know that, hey, You can't to do that. not have been
4: fired up, man. Something. They, that's why I'm saying something's missing.
2: They, they were not the right people for the job. You know people like that. You know people that look, dude. Seems like they were
4: just sitting at. I don't know. I haven't yeah, anything else, man. I don't know. They're about a gun it. I don't on
2: somebody's head. I'm telling you right now. I don't know. Be the guy. Be the guy wanting to take me into custody that runs up and puts your steel against the side of my neck,
3: mm-hmm.
2: buddy. I'm fixing to end you. The bad situation. You better hope I just get up and run. But I'm just saying, those guys didn't have the attitude. They didn't have what it takes to be a cop, and they are a stain on the badge. Anyone who does anything like that. There's cops out there that make mistakes, but. Uh, my son, who is a police officer, said it best. He said that is a lack of leadership. Mm-hmm. Somewhere within the ranks of that agency, either that specialized unit or whatever it is, it became acceptable for people to do things they shouldn't have been doing. And those guys didn't care. I mean, that's their body cameras that you're watching. Yeah, You're watching their body cameras and the cameras out of their car. They knew they were being recorded when they did that. They beat a man to death. And recorded evidence against themselves of them doing something horrible to another human being—that's not acceptable. We can't have those type of people being cops. I'd rather be fifty cops short on the street than to have one guy like that on my or gal like that on my police force.
0: Yeah, it's so hard because it's making it even more divided. There's this huge, no doubt, just culture right well, now. We're definitely like, going through something of like this anti-cop movement and. We have to have law. We have to have yeah, law those, and order. Those aren't
2: cops, those are criminals right. with a badge. We
0: have to have the good cops that, like you said, will pull over and change someone's tire. Mm-hmm. If they see someone walking down the street, give them a ride. Or, you know, someone stranded in a parking lot, help yep. them out. A, an actual community servant.
2: I will tell you this, at and, you know, it sounds like I'm recruiting for them. But at Walker County Sheriff's Department, that's what we do. That's what we are trained to do. That's what we do. We had a kid that came through field training uh, that was a, a nice guy. He was a nice guy, didn't have a lot of motivation, this, that, and other. Um, he didn't make it through field training, and he was like, I don't really want to do that. You know what, man? Go to work over here. You're going to work in, in, in the jail division or in the, the uh, courthouse division or in the transport division or something like that, something where you're not out on patrol or something. But just because they're not at that, you know, I've known cops that have got themselves in trouble because they take an attitude to work. They get mad. They're confrontational the minute they meet with people. When you walk up on a car, when he approached that car, you're trained as a police officer to do what's called a seven-step approach. Hey, how you doing? My name's Deputy Blair. I'm with County Sheriff's Department. The reason I pulled you over is because of your excessive speed and erratic driving. Is there some reason you're driving like that? Yeah, no, maybe I'm going to yeah. give you a ticket or give you a warning or help you out. Maybe you're trying to get your, you know, your, your wife or your friend to the hospital or something. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's a reason for that, but I'd give you a reason for that. When I jump out of the car and I'm like, MF this and GD and gun in your ear. And I'm going to mace you. Don't make me tase you and boop, 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 you know, boot party when you get the on the What the hell you damn from? Pray to God. You better be you What's going yeah. on in there? I mean, it better be something cool. You don't, you don't, that's, that's not a police officer. No yeah. police officer. I've never, I've never, countless times. I mean I've arrested I've put people in handcuffs who shot at me actively shot at me dude who shot me I, I've arrested people like that you you can't you can't bring that attitude you have you are to protect and serve you are a servant of the people mm-hmm. you got to help them out you've got to help them out
0: it's so hard because we you know you hear all this bad stuff and you see that kind of stuff on TV and but we know so many good cops mm-hmm. like you and like um, the Constables around here—they're sure. so awesome. They're just good human beings. Um, a lot of the guys down in Houston—I mean, we know a, a ton of really great law enforcement, it, and it's like we want to scream from the rooftops. There mm-hmm. are good cops. There are, Everybody
2: knows there are, yeah. but people feed off of bad news. Yeah. People feed off of bad news. You know, well, if that's it bleeds, what it your attention. Yeah. That's the.
4: Yeah, it's the shiny object. We you're taught to. To look at it like, well do we need to pay attention to
2: it that kind of yeah. well they
0: look at it and then they're like okay get rid of all of them i okay, hate one that thing, mentality
2: one thing that i hope and i saw this coming 20 something years ago when you start lowering stuff like i said in the beginning you either have a standard or you have no standard when you start lowering standards to hire people because you want to check a box for whatever you know, we want a bunch of uh, we want a bunch of females, or we want a bunch of this, we want a bunch of this, or you want a bunch of whatever. Hire the most qualified people. I don't care what they look like. I don't care who they are. I don't even care. And I saw something that said, "Would a college education stop this?" No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. It wouldn't. I have nothing against college education. I admire those who have a college education. You know, if you have a doctor, good for you, man. You are way smarter than me. That doesn't make you have the intestinal fortitude that is required to serve other people on that level.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, because that 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 degree doesn't apply for what you're trying to do. No. And, or it might. If it does apply for it, that's great. You can be in a command status. You know, you can be a lieutenant, a captain, or whatever. Or you can see them. Ready. You recognize them immediately. Yep. Yep. When they get into any
4: position, especially at the lowest rank, they're like, right. man, they just they'll work their way through. That's right. a thing. That's what that place is designed for, to mm-hmm. see who does what, and pressure does that. Yeah or you can wait, let them through, let them get into the real scenario where that pressure won't come off because our right. civilians don't fuck around. Yeah. Our Americans, they don't, they don't mess around, dude. They, they know the law
2: better than we do, if not better, right.
4: and you know, it's just... you And, better.
2: and we have people all the time. You, know, I mean, you go out to a noise disturbance or something, you're out of noise disturbance, you're like, hey, man, you need to turn the music down, and somebody recites to you, my music is not off my property and over 85... <laughs> decibel decimal point 80s, 80s, I have registered... Yeah, I have wages, a decimal meter they, and this, that, in the, and, other, and in all the those. house. Yeah. Okay. All gotcha. right. Roger that. But still, do uh, <laughs> you know what public intoxication is? Because, buddy, you're fixing to go to jail if you yeah, turn your radio there. down. Oh we're standing gosh. in public street. You know, there's mean, always yeah. a law around the law. <laughs> oh, guys, know, they're great. Our people are so great. You guys know I'm the law as well as you do you gotta, you got you to enforce regulations within the bounds of those laws. I, I can sit here and say that I have never, in my law enforcement career, have I knowingly, intentionally violated the civil rights of anyone I've ever arrested. And like I said, I've had conversations with people I put a bullet hole in.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I, we, I've had life and death struggles with people who later on became acquaintances of mine. Not saying I'm going to be friends with them, yeah. but acquaintances of mine. I mean, I see them. It's a small town. It's a small town. You're going to run into people. Here we sit right here. Yeah. A kid that used to be at pasture parties, you know, when I was a young patrol officer rolling up. I mean, I could have come out there swinging a baton and spraying mace on people. And you kids get down. You know, you don't do that. Hey, man, y'all got ride home? Don't get in. Don't get in a vehicle if you've been drinking. Be sure your parents know where you are. Be sure your girlfriend's parents knows where she is. You know, and all this, that, and other. And y'all keep it down. Have a good night.
4: Don't make that's me call you your dad. Him. Don't make yeah, me take exactly. you home, to your old man. I know. Yep. I know. Because the mm-hmm. sheriff, thats a problem in our town, The
2: sheriff been around. They knew my father and my <laughs> grandmother. <laughs> yeah, that's it. See
4: you in church. And yeah. She, you know, like,
2: don't make me, because I'm not gonna take you home to your daddy. I'm yeah. gonna get your daddy out of yeah, bed, make dude. him drive up here and get you. Oh my god. Whip our ass. Yeah. And it'll be on for you. And the worst thing Man. in the world that we can get the, 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 those people. And I don't know anything about those people that did that, but the worst thing in the world that we have is the breakdown of the nucleus of a family that people don't have upbringings where they learn to respect other people. Yeah. I mean, what those people did, something like that are just merely, you know, the way people treat people nowadays. Yeah. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day. There was a big fight went on. Women we broke up the fight and stuff. Remember back in the day when a disagreement started and ended with two people having a disagreement. You get in a fight, punch each other in the mouth a couple times. And it's over <laughs> and done with.
3: Yeah. Now
2: it turns into a melee. Everybody runs in there. I mean, our buddies would be like, hey, this is one-on-one. Yeah. Let them get it done. Now everybody runs in there and sucker punches people and beat them up, and kick them while they're down and stuff like that. And, what happened to sus I mean, even in disagreement, we can be decent to each other.
0: It's like, because kind of, there was a a time frame when the whole just sucker punching, just, you couldn't do that anymore. Like, there was no fist fights anymore. There was no solving it with your fist. Okay. It was like timeout. You right. know, you got put in timeout at school or whatever. You get in school suspension yeah. or whatever right. it is. I,
2: I I didn't and my kids didn't. Huh? But I'm talking about like,
0: like right after our generation. So right after we graduated high school, it kind of turned into that. Well, and then your people's aggressions, just, it just, there's that fire inside you. You sometimes guys like this just have to get out of aggression. Soft time
2: builds soft people.
0: Well, and then it's like, well, if I'm going to fight, I, they have to do it in groups because they're scared it's like they're fighting out of fear now, not to, to solve a
3: problem.
2: And they all look like they missed leg day too. Yeah, <laughs> little skinny people and they're <laughs> slapping around. Oh, don't know how you to fight. Videos when yeah. they
4: try, you see them swinging the bat at the windows. You ever see somebody that swings mm-hmm. the wrong side or they don't they don't know how to do
2: it? Comes out, knocks them in the head. I mean, they're dressed the yeah. part. Yeah. They,
4: they look great, but when they when they go to do their action, you can you know you, if you know what you're looking
2: at, you can see it. You're like, eh.
3: yeah.
2: But I would you know, people. People Hunter's age all the time ask me, you know, oh, I want to be a police officer. I want to do this. I want to do this. And I'll ask them, why do you want to, why would you, why do you want to get in law enforcement? They say, oh, well, y'all make good money, don't you? No. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> actually, actually, law enforcement today is pretty fairly compensated. Yeah. They, they, it's not back in the days when, Wait, you that's know, not you, why were, you were, you were do, a government nobody. assistant. Exactly. That's not why you go in. Yeah. Law enforcement, like the military, like, and I would say even the priesthood, you either, it is either in you or it's not.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Now, the peripherals of that might determine whether or not you're going to make a career out of it. If you make enough money, if you can advance enough, if your family will put up with it. You know, if you marry somebody that will put up with you being in there or something like that. But the initial belief to I'm either going to be a cop, or not be a cop is just like I'm going to be in the military or I'm not going to be in the military. You always knew you were going to be in the military, correct?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You knew you were.
0: I feel like if you're going to go into any kind of service mm-hmm. industry for the money or for the power, mm-hmm. it's you're that's not. You're just automatically, that should be... Um, he should be just declined at that point.
2: Maybe, but if you're, but also, yeah, I think you.
4: If you go in, it's not immediate money. Like if you, it's you have to right. It's a long process, and then you will get it, out, and you you built this reputation, yes. and but then it's solid though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at then, some point,
2: you gotta make a living. Yeah, you gotta. No, make, you know, but I'm yeah,
0: saying yeah, um, if that's your intention on going in, not to actually serve, but. With the intention of, oh, I'm them, just yeah.
4: gonna. Well, we got them. We're you there, don't need to be a there.
2: financial advisor. I want you to be in it for the money. Yeah. Because I want you to make me money. <laughs> I want to be Yeah. I'm gonna
4: be an accountant <laughs> but, for law and order. But besides
2: that, yeah, any yeah. form of service that has to do with government service, yeah, I believe that from the lowest level to the highest level, if you don't have the and and I, and I said this before, honestly, one of my favorite books. I'm not touting the book here, but I'm gonna a little bit. It's a book service because you talk about a number of people in there and how they continue to serve, how they serve their community, how they serve their country, how they serve your service to others. There is no better feeling that exists than you helping out another human being.
4: Yeah, there's something that goes with it. Yeah. And it's different for everybody. Yep. And it's an actual thing
2: that yeah. really exists. When I was an air marshal, I can remember sitting there on the plane and when people would get on the plane, and especially a lady, because, again, I'm from Texas, I'm not being sexist, I'm just saying, a lady would come up, and she'd be managing kids and bags and this, that, nothing, and and all this, and you get up, help her with their bag, put their bag up there.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, man, I appreciate it. That feels good. It feels good to help other people out.
0: I mean, I am such a strong believer in just chivalry. Like, every yeah. man should have that. We went to a restaurant the other night. Marcus was in the car, and me and the kids were walking out. And this Addie was holding, my daughter, Mm -hmm. was holding the door open for me to Mm -hmm. come out. And this man just shoves his way through with his family while Addie's holding the door. And I'm like, what the heck are you doing? I'm not going to have my daughter holding the door open for you.
2: There, There's something, something has started to turn in the world where people have become rude and where rudeness is accepted. Mm-hmm. And my personal belief is those people have not been punched in the mouth. Yeah. At no point in their life have they been punched in the mouth. Yeah. Because if you get punched in the mouth, right, wrong, or indifferent, it lets you know that another human being can bring harm on you. Yeah. I got yeah. one for
4: the the tech guys, like the, the fs the billionaires mm-hmm. kid brought those. Wedgies. You got to bring those back.
0: Oh, Marcus wants to give him what If I run across
4: that dude, his ass... <laughs> The guy He's getting a power wedgie from hell.
2: The you know, crypto guy. It, it, it'll, it'll reset your I hard mean, drive.
4: I'm, I'm not kidding, man. Some of these freaking tech dudes, if they knew that was a thing,
2: I'm telling you, <laughs> it'll reset. your I'll jerk your, your, hard your drive. shit so far up your ass, man. Yeah. You,
4: you won't even want to mess. Just stop, yeah. oh, dude. You'd be singing soprano oh, for the next oh, two man. weeks. So <laughs> you don't get out of line, man. That's so funny. I want to beat your ass. And yeah. I want to fight men. All right. I, I don't fight. That's all I fight is men. But you're not one of them. I There's mean, something there, else we
2: can do to you. There was always a pecking order when. When I was growing up, and I know when you were growing up, there was always a pecking order. And that pecking order was created by, you were either smart, popular, strong, whatever, this, that, and other. But that pecking order was created by what you did. Created by God. Yeah. Yeah. That's where that comes from. I mean, there's an alpha list. And there is. There's an alpha list. But even if you're not high up on that alpha list, if you're not six foot two strapping warrior and this, that, and other, I don't care if you're the littlest person around. You can simply hold the door open for another person. Yeah. That is a form of service to help somebody out. Yeah. Help them out, man. Help out your fellow man. And in law enforcement, all you're doing is helping out your fellow man with the ability to take their freedom or, God forbid, their life if they're that far out of line. Yeah. But your job is just to help people.
3: Mm -hmm. You're just
2: helping people out, man. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't do a firefighter's job. Oh. i wouldn't running in a burning house nope not my thing not my thing <laughs> you I'll, kidding me i'll jump in i'll jump in moving water like i'll do anything to, uh, like that d-
4: undo the bombs
2: yeah like yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah eod Ugh. yeah dakota meyer and i had that conversation and i'm like dude why you want to run in a burning house you know i'm like i'm all about swift water rescue and this that and other i'm all for that fire not i think coda me. told me i was like why are you gonna do this like, Oh, it's cool no,
4: it's it, not. It's hot. It's not cool. Yeah. It's, not, <laughs> it's not cool. It's right. hot. All of our firefighter buddies do that. I hats off to them, man. Get the, yeah. the house is on fire. I'm gonna be. out. I'll, I'll call you. Yeah. I'll call you, man. That,
2: you go, boy. Yeah. You go. Boy. Cheering you on. I'm hey, gonna have an air, air conditioner going out, in my man, car when you get back like out of here. Oh, we'll God. wash you down. Yeah. Help you clean your not gear. That
4: electricity, dudes. I'm, man, I, you
2: know. Yeah, I don't do much electricity either. That's so funny. Yeah, but that that's their thing. I wouldn't do their job. You know, everybody looks. Oh man, how can you be a police officer nowadays? Man, how can you not? Yeah. I don't, it doesn't register with me how someone who wants to serve their community cannot at least consider law enforcement. Defunding the police is a portion of how we got where we are. When you take away money from the police, when you take money out of their budget, I can tell you the very first place it comes from, training. Yeah. And when you fail to train people as police officers, you get the frustration that brings out oh, sure. the animals in Yeah, of. Well, You
0: There's get what out. you're seeing now on the news. Yeah. these kind of- well,
2: well, when the, that, the, Dude, a, the first time problem.
4: somebody gets hit, it's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. The police academy should be the toughest thing you ever. Like every day you should get hit in the yep. face. And you don't know who <laughs> from. Yeah. Like, literally walking through the halls, going to class, you should be
2: looking around the corner because somebody's going to smack you right in the grill. Funny you should mention that because as a federal air marshal, that is an evolution of training. Should you be. know when you go in... That at some point, because as air marshals, we trained on airplanes, we trained on slide ramps, we trained in in any kind of environment. But at some point in your training, you're going to be walking up the aircraft, going to put your bag up, whatever, and somebody's going to hit you right in your snot locker.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: I'm not talking about a tap either. I'm talking about they're going to take your feet off the ground and you got to fight through getting punched in the mouth because, you know, if you're going to do something nefarious... And there's some person that you suspect is in your way, you want to take that person out. You're going to have to learn to fight through it. But that, yeah, it's actually an evolutionary marshal awesome. to get, get right in the mouth unexpectedly. Oh my gosh. Completely unexpectedly.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah. we appreciate you and your service and your never quit story.
1: We're just getting started, too, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love it. Good luck. Thanks for having me. Yeah. That is it. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. We'll see you next week.